We're in our second week of this series called The Wonder of Christmas, and in part, what we're hoping to do is recapture some of our own curiosity and amazement and awe and wonder around this great gift that we have been given in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> in a sense, we hope to regain some of what is lacking in our world, and that is a strong, deep sense of wonder about life itself. We're reading from Luke today, and it's just a small piece of the announcement uh, or the foretelling of Jesus' birth in the Luke story, and this is what happens. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Dear friends, God always blesses the reading and the hearing of God's holy word and those who keep it. Join me in a prayer. Something happens to us, O oh God, when we are given a name. Something incredible and unique happens when a name is given. Names are amazingly and deeply personal things. Help us learn the wonder and the miracle of your name. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Do you know where your name came from? Have you ever been told, like Ellen asked in our children's time, of the story of your name? I'm named after my grandfather, Andy Eddington. Our oldest daughter is named after my grandmother. Our youngest daughter's middle name is the same as my wife's maiden name. When I was younger, I knew that I was named or I carried a name of someone else, but it didn't really dawn on me some of the significance of that until we started naming our own children and deciding the reasons for that and the connections for that. Names are much more than simple labels. They can tie us and connects us, connect us to actual people, to actual lives, 
Do you know the significance of your name? Of the four gospel writers, Matthew and Luke are the only ones who spend any time on the story of the name and the naming of Jesus. Names are very important to Matthew and Luke. Not that they aren't to the other two, but they are specifically important, particularly in reminding us and telling us of the naming of Jesus. Matthew and Luke, for them, names are important. They don't use the same names. In fact, they come at it in this story of the naming of Jesus and the birth of Jesus from two completely different places and different angles. But at the st- even so, names are important for both of them. For Luke, for example, take Luke. We just read part of the big birth story of Luke. Luke is, tells us all the names of those in the story at the time, those active at that present Time. If this whole thing were a play, Luke would be up on stage running around making sure we know the names of every single person up here. Long before the one we just read, he would start it off with John's family. He went up and said, this one's name is Elizabeth and this one's name is Zechariah the priest. They are the parents of John the Baptist, who's the one who will prepare the, one, the way for the one who is about to be named. You move over here and say, here's Mary, this is Mary, and this is Joseph, part of what we read today, and Joseph and Mary are the parents of the one who is about to be named. But don't forget the one who comes, the angel, the angel, this is the angel. His name is Gabriel, and he's the one who actually tells Mary to give him the name of Jesus. Remember their names. They all play an important part in this amazing story. Their names are important, says Luke. Now, Matthew does it a little different. Matthew, instead of, if Luke's up on stage talking about all the players that are going at the time, Matthew spends more time in the balcony, pointing back into history and shouting over the crowd the names of all those who have gone before us. You can hear Matthew's voice right before Luke's or alongside it, this thing goes all the way back to Abraham and here are all the names of the entire family tree. Don't forget their names. They all play an important part in this amazing story. Remember them. Their names are important. each in their own way, Matthew and Luke, try to tell us everything they know around the name of Jesus. When you read their stories, the more you read them, the more you can sense this palpable energy and excitement that they have and this passion for telling 
us everything they can about this birth story and the naming story of Jesus right down to the very last detail. They get all excited about it. Why? I mean, you know, there's a reason. There is a reason. And part of the reason, of course, is what they knew about what the name and the meaning of the name would become. That's certainly part of the reason that Jesus' name would come to mean something. But the big reason for their excitement and energy and wanting to talk about all this stuff early on is because the name of Jesus already had deep meaning and significance. And the gospel writers knew it. Jesus' name already had a deep connection to the people long past. And the gospel writers knew why. The reason that it was connected and deeply meaningful is because the Greek name Yesu that we translate into Jesus, the Greek name Yesu is a translation of the Hebrew name in the Old Testament, Yeheshua, Joshua. In other words, Jesus is named after Joshua from the Old Testament. Now, that may not sound like a big deal to a whole lot of us. Some of us might get it right away if we just happen to study into that kind of stuff. But for most of us, probably we're like, well, that sounds all nice and good, but what's the big thing about it? But the thing is, for Bible geeks like Matthew and Luke, this was a huge deal. This was a game changer of a deal, the connection between Jesus and Joshua, that they have the same name, Yesu. If you can't remember exactly who Joshua was, Joshua was the assistant to Moses in the story of the Exodus when the Jewish people escaped Egypt and are on their journey in the wilderness to the promised land. Joshua is the assistant to Moses. In fact, he's one of the ones that Moses sends ahead of the people to spy out, to spy on the land, to check it out, and to come back and make their report on what the land's like. And they come back, and what do they say? Man, this is amazing. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. You won't believe it. It's unbelievable. We can't. That's their report when they come back. And not only that, Joshua, in fact, is the one who actually gets the people into the promised land at the end of the story. If you remember, Moses only gets so far and he's not allowed to go all the way. Joshua is the one who completes and fulfills God's promise to save the people. Moses gets them out of Egypt and brings them the commandments down from Mount Sinai, but Joshua is the one who actually gets them there. In fact, the name Joshua means salvation. This is who Jesus is named after. Oh, but wait, there's more. This part gets a little complex, so stick with me if you can. Joshua is not his original name. Joshua's original name in Hebrew is Heshua or Heshea. Heshea. Now, what happens is when Moses, before Moses, sends Hoshea in to 
spy on the promised land and come back with the report, Moses changes his name by adding a letter to the very beginning of the name. And the letter he adds to the beginning of the name Hosea is the Hebrew letter Yod. And, the re and, and so it changes it from Hosea to Yeheshua, Joshua. The reason that that is so significant is because for the Hebrew people, they understood and talked a great deal about this beginning Hebrew letter, Yod. They called it a divine prefix. The reason is because it's the very same letter that begins the name of God, Yahweh. It's the divine Yod, as the Jewish people called it. And so by adding that letter, to the beginning of the name and changing it to Yeheshua, Joshua, Moses was in fact giving Joshua part of the name of God. Yahweh, Yeheshua. So Jesus is not just named after the one who completes and fulfills God's promise to save the people by getting them into the promised land. The very name Jesus itself carries the name of God. Yahweh, Yesu. Now, Bible geeks like Matthew and Luke would have salivated over this stuff. I mean, they would have been drooling with excitement beside themselves couldn't they would have it, they wouldn't have been able to sleep with this kind of news they would have been they would have finished each other's statements before they could if they met each other on the street that's how excited they would have been they would have been like hey matthew did you Know about the guest I knew. And do you know his you know what his name is? His name, Jesus. I know. I know his name's Jesus. It's the same name as Joshua. I know the one who got him into the promised land. I know. And he has the same prefix beginning the name of God, right? Yahweh, I know. This is the coolest thing ever. Now, there's a modern-day equivalent to that kind of excitement over details that connect a story. And you're going to laugh, but it's true. The modern-day equivalent are Star Wars fans. I'm not kidding. It's true. If you ever... Star Wars, man... They scrutinize those stories at the level of detail of a biblical scholar. And they salivate over all kinds of details in that stuff in the very same way. Let's take one example. Now, don't ask me why I know this. <laughs> but... It, but in the last movie that came out, last December, and it's, you know, it's in my head because another one's getting ready to come out, and, you know, you, people are going to camp out and all the craziness. Last December, The Force Awakens, this was the most recent movie, 
One of the main characters, Finn, is a stormtrooper for the evil empire, the First Order, who escapes from the evil group and turns his life towards good. His stormtrooper number is 2187. You don't, you don't, you don't follow? Some of you might, you're just being very quiet. That number is the, is the same number as the cell, the jail cell, that held Princess Leia in the first movie years ago on the Death Star. <laughs> now, see, you're starting, to, you're starting to see it. Star Wars fans had a field day with that deal. They just went nuts. You mean to say that the number of the stormtrooper who escaped the empire in this movie is the same number of the jail that they helped Princess Leia escape from the Death Star in the original movie? This is the coolest thing ever. Now, none of that should surprise us. It really shouldn't. Here's why. Something that is deeply part of being human is the strong desire and the need to find ways that we are connected. When we discover evidence of our connections with something larger, no matter how trivial, we get excited. Doesn't matter if it's something just entertaining as the story of a galaxy far, far away or something we discover in the wonder of a name. We long to be connected. Part of the reason you are here today is to be reminded of how we are connected to something big and meaningful. You are here because of a name. The name of the one who died and suffered for us, the name of the one who rose for us, the name of the one who prays for us. And guess what? He's not the only one that bears that name. You bear that name too. You want to know how I know? Because when you are baptized and we put that water all over you and we, at, we name you, we give you a new name, his Name. When you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that name becomes imprinted on your very soul. The miracle of Christmas is not just about whether or not you know the name. The miracle of Christmas is about how you live it out. When you are baptized into Jesus Christ, you are charged to love like he loves, forgive like he does, live like he lives. When you're baptized, you're given a new name. You're given God's name. Does that excite you at all? Do you start to 
salivate at the very thought of it. Then go live it. Become a living example of the wonder of his name. The same one who invites us into his life, claims us as his own, gives us his name. The one who invites us here around this table as we feast in the kingdom of God together. Come. You're invited.